This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. After a very exciting Ranger game, Gordon Damer and I will talk about something we saw today that made us shake our heads. We'll share it with you and hear from you at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Hardest to ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM along with Jake the Snake and Brian the Brain Mangia. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer, hello. Larry, I just found the hockey game. It's on TNT. <laughs> <laughs> so how are so, I didn't know that the hockey was on TNT now. When did this change? So how are you enjoying Avalanche and Ducks? Yeah, it took me a while. You know, you have your regular channels that you go to, and TNT to me is not a hockey channel. It is now, my friend. It is now. I'm going to MSG. Along with ESPN Plus. ESPN. I'm I'm going here. I'm going there. I had to actually text Brian Mangia. I had to text our producer. I said, where the hell is this hockey game? Is this like... Facebook Live, remember that Facebook Live games that they Prime had with video, the Mets? Could be on Prime Video, you know, could everybody's be. streaming. I got to find streaming. a button. Show me a button. I got to <laughs> find a button. But listen, since you are on the satellite, you're probably seeing the end of the third period. <laughs> right. So yeah, you're okay. We're, we're a little delayed. <laughs> I get a good feeling about this one for the Rangers, Larry. <laughs> well, i tell you one thing. If you were listening or here on 98.7 ESPN, Don LaGreca had a goal-scoring frenzy tonight. You know, Six a, for the Rangers. Yeah, it was a close game. You know, you see the final score, or if you find the game very late and you look at the final <laughs> score, um, and you think, oh, yeah, this is a blowout. That was a really close game, and then it the was. Rangers just pulled away in the third uh, in the third period. So congrats to the Blue Shirts. Slow start for them, too. They were down quick. Yeah, yeah. They were down so, quick in this one. Hey, look, you know, we're all saying about, uh, I've said plenty of times, we got a lot riding on the Knicks. Yes, I might have to shift this to the Rangers at some point. Yeah. I might have to move that argument over that we got a lot riding on the Rangers. You know, the Islanders, even though they've played a little bit better, they're still what are they? Still in last place, so yeah. they, you know they got a long way to go. But, I mean, Rangers uh, now twenty six ten and four, eleven three and two at home. I'm looking for a little run here. Yeah, Let's get a little run going. There we go. It's their turn. It's their, listen, the Islanders had the past couple seasons. You know, it's not over. It's tough. It's well, not over. No. You know, the, listen, the the, the, the forever. A road tour that they started with the Islanders did at the beginning of the season certainly didn't help them. <laughs> that, no, they've not. had a they've had a brutal season. They have. They've had and injuries and COVID. I mean, COVID it's just, stuff. It's just yeah, been crazy. It's been it really has. But the Rangers have played well, and this was a this was a good win for them, especially at home. They were down three one in the first quarter, and then five unanswered in game set match Rangers. So we'll see how they do. Yeah, uh, look, look uh, it's good to see them playing well. The, the Garden was certainly fired up tonight, man. Oh, yeah. You know, they were they were going at it. So uh, good win for them, and hopefully they keep building on it. I was uh, peaking with uh, Nets and Wizards. Yeah, I was uh, as looking well. For yeah. some basketball. Yeah, I know and... where that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you watched the K show. You didn't have to change. Right. Exactly. You were right there, so you know, that's a must watch TV. You just that, that's the whole idea. It's just like right now when people leave. After we finish, and they, they, they doze during Freddie and Fitz, and they wake up to uh, you know Rick and Dave in the morning, mm-hmm. that's what you do. You don't change. Yeah, right. You just leave it's it right, right where it is. Sit yeah. and forget it. That's all you have to do. And this was an entertaining game. I tell you, if you're the Nets, you are very happy that Bradley Beal was 7 of 18 tonight. Otherwise, you lose that game. 
Yeah, I mean, really close game. Uh, it was. You, 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 you know, a game like tonight, when you watch Kyrie Irving, and you can put all the, the nonsense aside, all the so off-the-court stuff aside, he is just such a talented player. He, he can get wherever he wants on the court. He can hit anyway. any shot he wants. Uh, and he was he was kind of the difference tonight. I mean, he was excellent tonight. Uh, he just did he whatever he, he kind of wanted to, and it was a one-point game, and there were some controversial calls in the course of the game. Mm-hmm. But the Nets get a win, and like at this I wouldn't say that any win you get without Kevin Durant is a plus, but yeah, I mean, you want to – you want to stack a couple of wins. I think that they're going to be fine no matter what. I think they just Agreed. have to get into the postseason, and mm-hmm. they will figure it out pretty quickly. But, you know, any win you can get while he's out in the next four to six weeks and you have Kyrie, that's a good time to get one. And he was fantastic tonight. And it's so funny because I thought about you during this game because in the second quarter and the fourth quarter, Washington scores 34. They give up 41 in the second period. <laughs> right. Okay. But in the fourth, they outscore the Nets 32-22. And there's no problem because the Nets always can get scoring, whether it's Irving, whether it's Harden tonight, LaMarcus Aldridge. And let me just say this about LaMarcus Aldridge. As a Knicks fan, when he was a free agent originally before he signed with the Spurs, I kind of wanted him here. You know what? Because he, not that he's real mobile, but he's, he has that, that mid-range jumper that's so good. It's, it's consistent. You saw it tonight, Gordon, where every time he just turns and shoots over people. And it was funny because in San Antonio, he kind of underachieved. And while while you know they didn't have the success, so while he was there, I was like, you know, I'm kind of good. That, I'm kind of glad that they didn't sign him. But for him, especially to come back from the heart issue he had last season, and to be able to, you know, he's going to be big for the Nets without Durant because he's a scoring big, which they need to have, and he was big tonight as well. Yeah, uh, good good performance from them against the Wizards team that was was feisty. Uh, yeah, you know, it yeah. seemed like a couple of times I thought that the Nets were going to start to really, you know especially in the fourth, kind of put the hammer down and just kind of pull away. But the, mm-hmm. the Wizards were game tonight, but they just came up a little bit short. So uh, that's actually a game, if you're a Knicks fan, you should have been rooting for the Nets. You want the Wizards to lose. You right. want any of these teams yep. that are floating around 500, you want a loss on them. You want to that's tag right. them with another loss to kind of keep you in the mix there. So that's actually good news for the Knicks as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's pay off the tease, as we were told numerous times in our meetings, Gordon, uh, <laughs> in, in our talk show host meetings. Uh, when I looked at Mel Kuyper Jr.'s draft today. The first thing I said is, I have a lot of respect for Mel Kuyper Jr., but who is he talking to? Gordon, why in the name of the New York Jets would they, after with, with, with what they went through with Jamal Adams, would they take a safety in the fourth spot? Why would they do that? They went through, they played this. I've seen this movie. I know how it's going to turn out. I'm not saying it's as bad as taking a running back at number two, but it's not far off. When you have as many needs as the Jets have, as the Giants have, and you have the fourth pick in the draft, that should be a foundational player. That You should be looking for an iconic player that's going to be in your organization for a very long time. And what that means is not just that they're a good player, but that's a, that's a guy you're going to give a second contract to mm-hmm. five years from now. That should be – and where where do teams generally spend money in second contracts? It's quarterbacks, it's pass rushers, it's left tackles, and it's shut down corners. It's not safeties. No. Mm-hmm. Now, like devil's advocate, I will just say, you know, as great as Jamal Adams is at certain things, 
He's not really a, a, a completely great player because he has flaws as well. He, ca- he can't really play in coverage. So, yeah, maybe this, this kid from Notre Dame is a better all-around player, but there's no way. I don't care how good he is. You cannot be taking a safety. They just don't have the impact on the game that pass rushers do, edge rushers have, left tackles who protect your quarterback's blind side. Because, the, look, I don't know if the Jets have one of them right now. I'm hoping Becton is back and he's that, but he might be a right tackle. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, they have s- such a list of needs. And I get it. Defense is, is, is a big need. They got, a, they got a lot of needs on defense. But, no, sa- there's no way you can t- pick a safety. Not after you just did it. Right, exactly. Oh, can't do it. You can't no. do it. And, listen, I get that people rehab, but if I'm the Jets, I don't have any luck taking players who were injured in college coming off surgery. And this kid had surgery. He only played seven games. Yeah, because of a knee injury. Now, like, is Mel saying, you know, because sometimes when you do a mock draft, you're, you're, you're saying what you would do or where the talent is best or what the organization would actually do. I can't imagine the Jets would actually be looking at a, at a, at a safety at number four. I can't imagine any team is really, even if he's, even if he's a fantastic safety, even if he's Troy Palomalu. You can't be taking a safety when no. you have every other need that the Jets and Giants have. The Giants shouldn't be looking there either. I mean, listen, Jet fans, here's what you want. If you want to take a, a foundational piece, go back into what Tannenbaum did over a decade ago, okay? DeBrickashaw Ferguson, Nick Mangold. That's what you do. Those guys had second and third contracts. <laughs> That's what your foundational piece is, Gordon, on the offensive or defensive line. That's what you want to get there. Like you said, shut down corners, quarterback. Quarterback, you hope you have one, so you move that aside here. But you, you cannot, you cannot get a safety in that spot because guess what? I know you're not going to pay him when this contract comes up, even if he's great. Gordon, as, as LaGreca said earlier, he could be Ronnie Lott. Yeah, the Jets absolutely. are not going to pay him the second time. They're not going to pay him. We've already seen it. We've seen it with Jamal Adams. We've seen it with Marcus May. They're not going to pay him. So no. you, 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 you have enough trouble keeping draft choices. You don't need to get one here that could be good for two, three years and then watch him walk out the door. You know? and, and look, we have had – I mean, how many times have we said about the Knicks' need for a point guard? Right, I mean, yes. I mean, we bring that up every single show, even when the Knicks don't play, even when they're not even a topic conversation. Shortly behind the Knicks need a point guard, the Jets need a pass rusher. Yes, and I know Carl Lawson should be back next year, and maybe he'll be a hundred percent. Who knows? Maybe he won't. Maybe he won't. And you know what? You could have two pass rushers. How about having two pass? Right? You can't have enough pass rushers. So that seems to me to be. You know, if, if it seems like the two uh, Hutchinson and Th- Thibodeau, is it Thibodeau? Was the Kayvon yeah. Thibodeau, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he goes, you know, one, two, one way or the other. It seems like there's a very good chance the Alabama tackle Evan Neal goes three. The Jets have their lay of the land after that. So they could yes. go pass rusher. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of good offensive linemen here. And here's the thing. If you don't really love anybody but the safety at four, at the very least, trade down from there. Nobody mm-hmm. is taking a safety that high up. Trade down, stockpile more and more picks. You can never have enough of them and, and, and take them lower down at least. But uh, I think you've got to be able to find a more pressing area of need than a safety. Mr. Birthday Boy bringing us back here, Gordon. Who's that? 
Snake, tell them who it is. Today is the late Mac Miller's birthday. One of my favorite rappers, gone way too soon, so I thought I'd honor him by playing some Mac Miller music. There you go. All right. See, good job. I was going to say, I didn't think it was Jake's birthday. Uh, Not again. No, it seemed like it was just recently. I remember it. It was. I think it was in December. So it was at the end of December. So I'll take the belated birthday. Thank you, guys. You guys are the best. Uh, No problem. Uh, If you had been to work, we would have got given you a real birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Who who goes to work these days? Come on, exactly. Uh, Yeah. Well, thank God you and Brian do. Otherwise, right? Yeah. Talking to ourselves online. Right. It's ESPN New York tonight here on ninety eight seven ESPN. We got some calls. We get to you guys in a second. But first, as promised. Here's what Mel Kuyper Jr. told Rick and Dave this morning about what the Jets need to do in the draft. With Drake London, I heard people compare him, Key, to Mike Evans and Plaxico Burris. And that's the player they see with, Key, with, with, uh, with Drake London. So you're looking at a kid who is already being compared to some really good ones. And like I said, top 10, definitely. Is he there at 10? debatable, but if he is, I think the Jets certainly have to look that way. And if David Ojabo, say, doesn't go to the Giants, the pass rusher from Michigan, then he certainly could be in play for the Jets at 10. All right, and he was on KJM, Gordon, not on with Rick and Dave, probably be on with Rick and Dave tomorrow after we look at these picks that he made. Uh, and I agree with him. Listen, they need defense. There's no question. You have to go defense, and I have no problem with him going defense in one pick and offense with the other pick. Or if what if the guys that if your impact guy is not there, if somebody takes him, Gordon, I'm with you. Take the pick, trade down, get some more value picks because you you have so many spots that you need to take care of. The more picks you have, the the more chances you have to screw up. Whatever the Jets and Giants pretty much do with these picks. I can at least – it'll depend on who they actually pick. But the plan for the pick, like the process, I have, I have no problem. If you want to take one of the picks and trade down and get multiple picks in multiple years, okay, fine. You want to go offense, defense, fine. You want to go both defense, I'm cool with it. You want to get an offensive lineman in one pick and a skill player, I'm cool with that. The only thing you can't do is you can't be taking a safety four or five. <laughs> you, you just simply cannot be doing that. So – uh, it's funny, you know, Mel Kuyper, when he puts out his – everybody puts out mock drafts. When Mel puts out his mock draft, everybody comments on his mock draft. You know what it's I mean? True. Like nobody's doing their mock draft. They're all talking about what Mel's talking about. So, um, you know, Drake London, the only problem with him, it seems like he's not really a speed guy. He's big. He's a big mm-hmm. target, and Jets could certainly use that. But it seems like this is going to be another very deep draft for wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So I don't know necessarily that that would be something I would be targeting, you know, with the fourth or what were the Jets four and seven or something like that. The Jets are four and ten. Four and ten. The Jets mm-hmm. are five and seven. Right. Okay. Giants are five and seven. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know that that would necessarily. It certainly would not be something I would be targeting at a four. I don't even think it would be something I'd be targeting at ten either. I don't think it would depend on who else is gone. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, forgive my pronunciation, but this for the Giants, he has Akeem. Uh, Ikem Ekwanu, the offensive He's the tackle. Offensive tackle, tackle sure. Yep, uh, which makes sense. Uh, David Ajabo, the outside linebacker from Michigan for the Giants at five, that at seven via Chicago. And for the Jets you just referred to, it's Drake London, the wide receiver out of USC. Yeah. Uh, Ajabu, I like a lot. I've seen some of him already. You know, I don't really watch college football during the season. It's not really mm-hmm. until we get to this time that I start going through the names and looking at uh, video and YouTube and all that type of stuff. But uh, he had a a very big season. Uh, he was not great, obviously, in Georgia, against Georgia. Nobody on Michigan was great in that game. Mm-hmm. So 
Uh, he had some problems there, but, uh, you know, twitchy kind of edge rusher kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Seems like he still has some room for growth. He was only a junior this year. So, and you get the feeling like since there's going to be a combine this year, mm. he's going to be one of those guys that kind of jumps off the page when they get to the combine. Jahan Dotson, wide receiver, Penn State, with your 26 pick via the Niners, huh? Oh, my God. I mean, that's the last thing they need is – I mean, they need – now, look, the problem with them is they can pick whatever the position they want. They can't get it right. Uh, they <laughs> pick, they've used first-round picks on, on offensive linemen. They've used second-round picks on offensive linemen. They've used third-round picks on offensive – they've traded up for linemen. They've traded down for linemen. They, they, their offensive line it, – it, you could not compile a worse offensive line than the Dolphins have had. So – uh, to me, there's one position that they should be looking at. It's offensive line, and you can pick any of the positions you want. I could use a good guard. I could use a left tackle. I could use just about anything. And the one name that will come up, I'm sure, uh, especially as we get closer to draft time for both the Jets and the Giants or any team that needs offensive line help is Tyler Linderbaum. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a very – he's a center, so it's not a – you know, centers generally don't go that high in the draft. I don't think one has gone top ten in a very long time, but it would not be surprising. That's going to be a guy who's got a lot of buzz because people – you know, he's a center, he's from Iowa. He's, a, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he moves real well. Uh, and he's a guy that both the Jets and Giants, uh, you know, if you could get a set. I just remember when the Jets had like a kind of an okay offensive line, and then they mm-hmm. made, out, made the trade. Was it a trader signing for Kevin Mawai? And mm-hmm. Mawai came in and just stabilized all the positions yep. Yep. and uh, made such a difference. So, I mean, that's a little bit to put on Tyler Linderbaum, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you get a good sure. center, that could kind of hold the other. If, you're, if your guards are a little suspect, he can kind of help along the way. Plus, he helps your quarterback, too. Right. And Definitely helps I, and I don't think any Jet or Giant fan would complain if the Jets or Giants went out and got an offensive lineman and he was really good. No. Mm-mm. You can't have enough. No. They get hurt. You know, you, you need Especially that. when you have none. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Let's go to the phones. Doug's in Long Island. Doug, start us off on the SP in New York tonight. Hey, how are we doing, guys? I want to talk Knicks, but just one thing on the Jets. I, I know about, like, you know, people say about you can't take this guy. You know, I, I can't listen – to wide receiver depth because wide receiver depth lets them in. And if you see what Diggs did for Allen and you see what Jamar Chase did for Joe Burrow, in a perfect world to me, the Jets take Neal at four. I hope he's there. I would take him. He plays all over the line. He's played every position pretty much with center, I think. And I wouldn't mind the wide receiver, but Burks from Arkansas is the guy for the Jets. He's big, a physical guy who owns one-on-one battles. And that's a big thing in the NFL with wide receivers. So, to me, that's what I would love to see them do because that is also going to accelerate Wilson's growth. And that is the most important thing on this team. The only thing I will say to you, Doug, is is I hear what you're saying. Those sound like very good, especially offensive line. You get no argument from me, but they have to do something with the defense too. Yeah, hopefully free agency. But I, I got to talk Knicks with you guys. Go ahead. I've called you guys a few times. And it's too early for this. It's too early for that. They're 45 games in, and if any one of us is looking at what other teams are doing and thinking about the playoffs, we are the same old delusional Knicks fans. This team is not even close. We just lost to Charlotte. We just lost to Minnesota. That schedule is going to turn in another week. This team is not on the same level as Cleveland or any of these teams. I feel like last year I thought we drafted two kids. We're a year and a half in. We've done nothing to develop them. We have two good picks, I think, this year again. 
I need to start seeing these kids playing. This team is not good enough for these kids to not play. This front office has to adjust on the fly and realize this team is not a player away from winning playoff rounds. We, nobody's coming here until you develop your own players, and it's time we do that. And I need to see Grimes, Deuce, Obi, and quickly play the right positions. Well, Thank I hate to tell you this, Doug. Doug, I hear what you're saying. Thanks for the phone call, but then there better be another coach coming in here because th- this is not what Thibodeau's going to do. No. Thibodeau is not going to do that. And, and here's the, this is the problem. Here's, here's the big issue, A, with him, A, because that's what you know, but B, you're too close. You're, you're, you're as bad as they have played, and I agree with you. They are a ways away. Nobody's saying they're ready to win the Eastern Conference. Nobody's saying they're ready to win the first-round playoff game the way they played. I agree with you. But as bad as they played, they're a game and a half out of the sixth spot? I mean, it's too early for you to go to the kids, and, and he's not going to go. They're too close. They're, they're going to try to get as much as they can out of these out of this roster with, with the guys, that the veterans coming in, and they're going to wait and see what they can do. They'll, they'll probably wait, I would think, Gordon, a couple of weeks after whenever you get Derrick Rose back to see if he can help them make a final push. Maybe late February, early March, you might see them say, you know what, we can't do it. We'll start playing the kids. But they're not going to do it this early. No, no shot. I mean, look, if you wanted that, then you should have been screaming. And maybe he was. I I don't know if Doug was yelling this from the mountaintops, but uh, that Kenny Atkinson should have been the coach. I mean, if if that's the route you wanted to go, that should have been the guy you want. And that's the guy guy a lot of us wanted to go to. I know I did. I'm I'm pretty sure you did, Larry. I did. um, but unfortunately, they, they, you have to kind of keep things in perspective of who you got and what's kind of realistic. Now, the only thing I will say is, you know, for, for Grimes McBride, you know, they're rookies. So uh, I, I'm not really expecting all that much. Obi Toppin is, in, is like midway through his second year. Mm-hmm. Like what? He was the eighth pick in the draft. Like, why is he playing eight and nine minutes? It doesn't. That doesn't make any sense to me. So, like, if he's playing eight or nine minutes, what's what's Grimes gonna play? Yeah. Uh, well, Grimes just, is actually. You know what, Gordon? Grimes is actually playing more because probably. right because of Rose is because of Rose and because of his defense. His defense is pretty good, and that's the one knock you would have on Obi Toppin is his defense. But see, for me, Gordon, I tell you this: you don't get better defensively sitting on the bench. You get better defensively playing, and so. He has to play. Listen, sit down here, son. Look what you're doing here. See, we went through this in practice. You're not moving your feet. You got to do. That's how you coach him. You coach him up. He's not going to get better if he doesn't play. No, it's it's mind-boggling to me. And and to see where where he came from last year to where he got to at the end of the season, that we would be more than halfway through this season and we'd still be talking about his minutes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of baffling to me. It is. It really is. It really is. I mean, like last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you mean to tell me that and we had this conversation again, just to quickly review before we go to break. You mean to tell me you'd rather go with Alec Burks than even him? Or, okay, fine. He doesn't. Give me Jericho Sims. Give me somebody that, that had some height. What is Burks going to do? You, put, you ended up putting Randall on, on, on Carl Towns. Anthony Towns. Right, we saw he, how that turned out. Yep. Yeah, it didn't work. At yeah. least if, you, if Randall fouled him. Hey, guess what? Obi Toppin could have fouled him. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And you know what? We're, we're complaining about Toppin's minutes. Well, what's going to happen when Cam Reddish is healthy? Yeah. Who, who, He's going to eat into somebody's minutes because whoever, right. who, when they traded Knox, it wasn't like Knox had a minutes package. I mean, no, he, he never played. Ever. So he's going to be eating into somebody's minutes. Yeah. G- guess who? 
<laughs> I think I know. I don't think I don't think it's going to be Julius Randle. I can tell you that. No, I don't think it will be either. Hey, Gordon, check this out. Yep. Monday Night Wild Card viewership. This is uh, Sports Media Watch. Just okay. uh, tweeted this out. Higher than the, the Monday Night Wild Card viewership. Higher than the window it replaced. One p.m. Saturday. Down from the previous two wild card games on ESPN slash ABC. Fifth out of eight total wild card games in ESPN history. NFL's top Monday audience since Christmas 2006. Translation, there will be a wild card Monday next week, next year. Yeah, I mean, and those ratings weren't even as good. Think about if it were a good game. Exactly. I mean, it was, it was a complete <laughs> blowout. The Arizona Cardinals did absolutely nothing. Yep. Nothing. It was, it was, it was. It was rough. It was a rough was a rough. That was a rough performance. Watch. It really was. It really was. Kevin's in the Bronx. Kevin, you're next on 98.7. Hey, how are you doing, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Uh, you know, Larry, it's the same old Kevin from the Bronx with the same old story. I would like you guys to be a little bit more critical of the coach. You know, what I'm saying, most of the players that we have on this roster, you guys are hearing me? It's the same guys from last year, and you see what those guys could do when they put in the effort. The problem is there is no other place to go. Tom Thibodeau doesn't have another gear to go into. Okay? That's just, you know, plain and simple. It's all, even when the Knicks are on offense, they look like they're playing defense. All right, Kevin, so, what, so, know, they, so what, what should they do then? What would you like to see change? Listen, I, 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 I know they're not going to get rid of the coach um, this year, but I would not like to start next season with Tom Thibodeau as the man in charge. I mean, there's coaches out here. There, there's guys that even they, they, they have, um, you know, experience in coaching like Jeff Van Gundy, you know, whatever happened between him and, and um, you know, the owner, I'm sure that's swept under the rug now. That's in the past. You know, this guy, the thing is, I'm not saying he doesn't try – and he doesn't want guys to wait. But his style is just not working, Larry. You can see it. Well, Kevin, here's the thing I'll say. Here's here's what makes it tough, and thanks for the phone call. Here's what makes it tough. He got them to the postseason last year and the first time since 2015 with the same style, okay? Longer than that, 2013, actually. He got them with the same style. This year he's had a ton of injuries. They've underachieved. It takes time for having new players in there. Those new players... Listen, that's not on him. That's Leon Rose and, and company who made those signings. Hasn't worked out. Okay? Uh, and I don't think, not, not that I'm spending Mr. Dolan's money, but Gordon, I don't think he's going to pay him for the next three years just to sit back and not do anything. I think he's going to make him work at least another year or two. He's made far worse people work far longer. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. That's um, for sure. Uh, and look, I get it. You're disappointed in the next season where they're at. There have been a lot of frustrating performances mm-hmm. where they come out flat. And they, did, I mean, there's a ton of things. Last year at this time, through 45 games, they were 23 and 22. This year they're 22 and 23. Right. And there's and not that much of a difference. So you're kind of hoping that they're going to figure this out as you go. And I get it. It's frustrating. Look, I'm fr- we were just talking about how, how Obi Toppin's minutes, uh, it's baffling. Who, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're saying that's on the coach. We get that. We, I just don't understand how talented people think this Knicks team is. Yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> like, what do you, where do you guys think that they should be? Now, I, granted, I think they should be three or four or five games better than what they are, but that's about the max. That's mm-hmm. like best-case scenario. That's it. 
That's it, you know. Um, and, and why? Because look at, look at, we get to the calls in a second. R.J. Barrett. Gordon, he has three tremendous games. You think he's ready to take off, and yeah, then he gives you two games where he's got like 15, 20 turnovers, back-to-back combined. You look at Julius Randle, has a great game in Atlanta. Nothing, the, you know, problems. You look, if Evan Fournier played like this, the first part of the first part of the season, the way he's oh played the past handful of games, they would have six or seven more wins. Absolutely. I mean, he was unplayable at one point. He was. And Kemba Walker sat down because he couldn't play defense. And look, they, he has to play him, and, and, and he's blossomed almost compared right. to the way he was before. Went from starting to completely out of the rotation. Went behind where Kevin Knox was. Yeah. With injuries. Yeah. With injuries to the backcourt, still wouldn't play him. Would not play him. You know, so listen, we're not sitting here saying that Tom Thibodeau is the perfect NBA coach. But what we are saying is this is this is who he is. You knew that you knew that when he came here. Ian Begley, I had Ian Begley on Gordon a week after he signed. And Ian Begley said, if you think that Tom Thibodeau's just gonna come here, roll the balls out, and tell the rookies to play, you've got the no, wrong I mean, coach. Like like have you been paying attention? Like you don't even have to know that much about Tom Thibodeau to know that's not gonna be the case. You know, you have to keep things within a, a certain level of expectation. Yeah. You can't just start thinking, oh, well, he, this no, he has to do the complete opposite of everything that he is. Well, then why is he here? Yeah, he's not going to do it. No, so, of course not. Now, listen, doesn't mean he won't play the kids, but I don't think they're at that stage no, right now. No, not now. Can't do it. You're getting, There's plenty you're of time for that out. later. Yeah, absolutely. Plenty of time for that later. Chris is in Manhattan. Hey, Chris, you're next on 98.7. Good evening, guys. How's everything? Thank you for taking my call. Hey, Chris. Um, I was listening to uh, your reaction to um, uh, Mel's mock. Um, I, I kind of had a similar reaction, uh, but the one thing I will say, you know, as I start thinking about it, um, and I'll say this in defense of drafting and whatever you remember Jamal Adams says. Number one, I have to say this, um, positional value notwithstanding and however he exited when he was on the field money and yeah seattle got fleeced but what he got you in return when you decided not to pay him that's a win-win that's all, that's all i'll say about that um in terms of kyle hamilton kyle hamilton is not jamal adams i'm going to say that in his defense and it's not that i'm saying that i want a safety at four uh, I would if if I couldn't trade down and uh, was it Doug who called earlier? Mm-hmm. Um, if Evan Neal is there, oh, you jump on Evan Neal and he's right on he's right on time with the second pick too with Traylon Burke. I'll get to that. Uh, Kyle Hampton, that that's not Jamal Adams. The other thing I will say about this and think about this when we say safety, what is Robert Sala? sometimes do with these safeties he kind of turns them into linebackers and this is the only thing that i could possibly think of if you're trying to turn him into the next fred warner getting to the draft picks uh there's no if if you have to if you have to pick at four right i don't know how you guys feel and evan neal is not there that's where kyle hamilton comes into play uh i don't know that one is tough 
I'm starting to lean towards Ike Aquano because I still, you know, I'd still like to really solidify that line. And um, he's got that uh, guard tackle versatility, although it's been mainly on uh, the left side. Um, again, at 10, yeah, I I, 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 I would love Trey Lombard's. Um there's a player that I really want, and I know everybody. everybody's going to fall in love with wide receivers out here. We have no tight ends, y'all. So being that, you know, we have a distinct advantage with the Jets coaching uh, in, in the senior bowl, mm-hmm. y'all better start looking at this dude, Trey McBride. And honestly, I'm starting to think that um, that 35 pick, you're going to have to package possibly a pick to get up in the bottom of the uh, first round from what I'm hearing, if you even want a shot at him. But then you got some others. There's a hometown kid from uh, from Ohio State who wasn't really featured in Ohio State's passing game, uh, uh, Jeremy Ruckert. Uh, and there's another guy that will be coaching on uh, uh, at the uh, Senior Bowl, uh Charlie Kohler. It's interesting. I tell you what, Chris, as always, we got to run. Thanks for the phone call. As always, you, Chris does his homework, Gordon. He, he loves looking at those draft choices, but I, you know, I'm still not taking the safety at four. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not no. doing it. And I understand what you're saying. You know, Jamal Adams, what he was, what he was, but see here and, and see, here's the thing that really compounded that they took safeties with back-to-back picks, right? I mean, Oh my God! And and remember that draft when they got Jamal Adams, the 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 um, the general consensus was, wow, they got the best player in this draft if you remove mm-hmm. positions. Problem was uh, Patrick Mahomes went in that draft. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a couple of quarterbacks went in that draft that they could have gotten. Yeah, and if Kyle Hamilton simply has a better attitude than Jamal Adams. That would be a, a big plus. The best thing Jamal Adams ever did for the Jets was getting traded to Seattle for two first round picks. Well, I, I, I'll say this for him, Gordon, in the year that they used him as their best pass rusher. Right. <laughs> he was very good in that spot. Yeah. They schemed up. They schemed up some things for him. He was really good. But ultimately, here's the thing. They've said to you, they're not going to pay a, a safety they, with that high a pick. So you can't take them because they're not going to pay him. If they didn't pay Jamal Adams after the years he had, with them, Gordon, especially after that last season where he had all those all those sacks, they're not going to pay him. Simple as that. They're not. Well, I mean, that then that should cross that position off your, your wish list at that spot. I mean, at the fourth pick of the draft, you should be looking for somebody who is going to be a an impact player, who is going to have a long-term effect of the organization. It's supposed to be an iconic player, right? It's mm-hmm. supposed to be somebody who's going to be here for their entire career if you're taking with the fourth pick in the draft. And if you're not going to pay the, a, a specific position for a second contract, well, then that guy is not a long-term answer. No. no. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.